kick off with the biggest character deal only at Pep. Baby's tees and vests only thirty nine ninety nine. Kids just forty four ninety nine. Buy any two and score a saving of ten. More deals, more fun in store. Life's better with Pep. Your inspirational radio, Vuga Online. Good day and welcome to another edition of The Cycle. I'm your host, Muhale Mutale, and today we are talking about the expansion of BRICS and what this expansion means for our country, South Africa. In August, South Africa hosted the much-anticipated summit, which, among other things, resolved to expanding the bloc by six more countries, and here we are talking about two countries from the African continent, which are Ethiopia and Egypt. We are talking about the UAE in the Middle East. We are talking about uh, Saudi Arabia. We are talking about Argentina. We are also talking about Iran, the country that uh, the U.S. has been isolating for so many years. So those are the countries that have been successfully um, you know, um, added into the BRICS block. We know that there are over 20 countries that initially applied to become members of the BRICS block, but uh, unfortunately only six were accepted um, into, uh, into this block. So we are going to be looking into that. And of course, to get to understand this better, to unpack this, um, I had a telephonic conversation with Professor Somadu de Figeni, who is a political analyst. So Professor Figeni will be uh, joining me or has joined me. So we are going to be playing uh, that telephonic interview that I had with him so that we can understand what does this mean for us as a country, considering the fact that we have been experiencing a low growth economically, we've been experiencing a whole lot of job losses, we've been experiencing um, high cost of living, uh, the price of petrol is just keep going up and when that happens we know that um, our essentials are also going to be going up in prices, uh, you know things that we cannot live without. So um, we have been experiencing all of that. Unemployment is being skyrocketing. So we are going to get to understand what does this mean? Will this actually get us out of uh, the problems that uh, we are faced with? You know, load shedding being one of the issues that uh, we are currently faced with. So Somata Dafikeni, Professor Somata Dafikeni will be helping me, helping us to get to understand how will this help us as a country? How will this get us out of, um, quote-unquote, the mess that we find ourselves in as a country? We are going to be playing that uh, conversation just after the break. And, of course, likewise, you can be part of the conversation and you can do that by... uh, liking and following us on all our social media platforms and you can do that at vuga online radio on facebook on twitter as well as on instagram so we are going to take a break for now when we come back from the break we're going to go straight into the conversation that i had with professor somato dakvikeni stay tuned
Still using cash? Matter why? It's time to cash less and live more with Capitec. Just choose the smart way to pay. Anytime, anywhere. No need for cash with SA's biggest digital bank. Pay the smart way with Capitec. Simply the Welcome back to The Cycle right here on Vuga Online Radio with me, your host, Mahalo Mutale. Before I go into the interview, the telephonic interview that I had with Professor Somato Dafigeni, let me just remind you again how to get hold of us, how to get into the conversation with us. You can do that by following us, by liking us on all our social media platforms, and you can do that at Vuga Online Radio on Facebook, on Twitter, as well as on Instagram. So we are going to take a listen to the conversation that I had with Professor Somato Tafikane. And afterwards, we are going to deliberate on some of the key uh, outcomes of that conversation that I had with Professor Somato Tafikane. Take a listen to this. Uh, greetings to you, uh, Prof, and thank you so much for joining us here on VUGA Online Radio. Um, we are talking today about the expansion of BRICS and what this expansion uh, means or will mean for South Africa. Just over a month ago, um, South Africa hosted the much-anticipated BRICS Summit here in Johannesburg in South Africa. And one of the key outcomes of that um, summit was the expansion of the blocks, of the block rather, by six more countries, uh, which are Iran, Egypt, Ethiopia, uh, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE. So I just want to know from, um, from 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 your view, Prof, as to how do you see this expansion and how will it um, benefit South African economy, which uh, has been seeing some low growth, if one needs to be honest, since or uh, post-COVID? Well, I do think that uh, South Africa finds itself at the center of great changes in the global system. And as such, it will be how it manages its relationship with the West as well as BRICS and other formations of the South that will either open up its investments or could cripple it if it is not ready for such transition. So there are opportunities and there are huge risks because if it leaves the West in a clumsy manner, they are going to hit it with sanctions mm-hmm. and other forms. Uh, currently, South Africa has great lifting, mm-hmm. and most of the people who are the players in those spaces could use those forums, even the rating agencies, mm-hmm. to further compromise South Africa. So it will be a matter of it being a lot more sophisticated and more nuanced, just like Turkey is able to play with the West and the East and is able to play with Europe, with NATO, and several other role players. Mm. So South Africa will have to find itself in that level of operation. No, well, I, I think even if, even um, as you're speaking, I was just thinking about um, a country like Iran, for an example, which um, has been you know regularly in diplomatic spread between um, themselves and, and the U.S. and even um, the G7 as a whole, uh, maybe standing to be corrected there. Um, and of course, we know that U.S. has been trying to isolate Iran from uh, from from the from the global trade. H- how do you see this affecting 
um, South, Af South Africa's post-diplomatic and economic um, relation with the U.S.? Well, I do think that South Africa is not a major player in bringing Iran into the space. Mm -hmm. Uh, South Africa can continue to emphasize the importance of its relationship with any country, mm. West or East, in a non-aligned fashion, and still continue to call for reforms mm. in the global system that has been tilted towards the North mm. and mm. the South being left out. So there is a principled position of advancing the agenda of the South as well as being non-aligned. Mm. That can benefit South Africa if it plays it well. But if it tilts in the direction of Russia or Iran or other countries that have been isolated because it is being uh, pressured mm. uh, one way or the other, then that's where it could lose its mm. pedigree as a non-aligned player and a champion for Africa and the South. Well, I mean, speaking of um, how this will shape the international system, I just want to ask you this question. What, what, what do you think, in your view, do you think has been uh, some of the geopolitical factors um, maybe that has driven this, uh, this expansion, which might, or maybe one will say will, definitely have a major role in shaping the future of the international system? is post-collapse of the East Bloc, which was led by the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. The U.S. and the West seem to have held a unipolar position, mm -hmm. wherein they were at ease to break away from multilateral arrangements of the U.N., of all other formations in order to pursue mm -hmm. what seemed to have been a destructive path in a way where all its opponents from Gaddafi to Syria to Afghanistan to Saddam Hussein in mm. Iraq and so forth mm. and they seem to have succeeded in asserting the Western hegemony mm. in a gun diplomacy approach sometimes not even sanctioned by the multilateral organizations. Mm, mm. So with the resurgence of China or rise of China and Russia dealing with its existential crisis of having declined, mm, mm. those countries had no option but to look for other, uh, you know, spaces. Mm. Because they realized that the expansion of the West and the Western influence mm. was inevitable. And it was militaristic in, in the main. And hence they were looking for a counterbalance. Yes. BRICS became that particular platform to counterbalance mm. the Western expansion and the Western unilateralism. Mm -hmm. Because the West has been happy to use multilateral bodies when it suits itself and walk away from them when it doesn't suit itself. Mm. Hence now this has diminished the UN and other formations such as your G20 and yes. the BRICS are assuming more importance, the regional blocks are mm. assuming more importance. And that is mainly because of the geopolitical system that the West had driven. And it would even be better if the Western interventions had yielded democracy, prosperity. Mm. Each time such interventions have actually taken place, look at Afghanistan, Iran, wow. uh, Syria, Libya, 
you mention a whole range of countries, yes. it leaves them in ruin. Mm. Therefore, it has proven that the West can win wars, but it cannot win peace and reconstruction. Yes, yes. I mean, Prof, you have just explained it uh, very well. Maybe let me uh, just bring this in while we are still there. Um, looking at the the, 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 the the New Development Bank, uh, which is uh, the BRIC Bank, the BRICS Bank, and you know, looking at some of the the Global South um, development banks that have been in existence. Uh, looking at uh, these two, do you think that the new development bank will be able to counter the influence and, and the dominance of this um, well-established um, Global South financial institutions? It may not counter them because those institutions, it took mm -hmm. long for them to evolve. Mm -hmm. But what it will force them to do if they see that there is a new, they may start unnecessary discussions that had been taking place to reform the systems. Mm. If any, the rise of BRICS and the rise of other alternative regional uh, are going to force the World Trade Organization, the Bretton Woods institutions such as your World Bank and the IMF, to say, let's finally discuss these reforms. Mm. And if anything, even the UN Security Council and the UN arrangement, which was a post-World War mm. arrangement, they may start discussing those, the mm. issue of migration and immigration laws, which were mainly to cater for the post-war ravaged Europe. Mm, mm. They may be in for reforms. So mm. some of these regional blocks and the counter, uh, you know, wage that they provide mm. will not necessarily be a replacement, but mm. will force the hand of those who have refused to put on the agenda the issue of reforms. Mm, mm, because mm. if they keep refusing, then others will start drifting to the other entities that may provide more favorable conditions yes. for them and may be more willing to listen and be rational about this. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Prof, thank you so much for that. I, I mean, let, let's maybe just maybe try and, and, and bring it back home um, a little bit and, and talk about, I mean, uh, observing the... the, the, the the, 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 the summit uh, just over a month ago, uh, you could see um, the Standard Bank CEO uh, Sim Chavala speaking of the successful engagements that they had with um, other businesses from Brazil, from Russia and other countries that are members of, of, the, of the BRICS summit. I mean, looking at what uh, Patrice Mzipe, who is the, 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 the business uh, chapter chair for, for BRICS, speaking about some of the successes that they were able to to achieve um, out of this BRICS summit. When you look at all this that which have been said um, about um, what this expansion would mean for South Africa and what this expansion will mean for um, you know uh, businesses in South Africa, let's take it down to an ordinary um, citizen of this country, particularly young entrepreneurs. How do you see them benefiting from this expansion? Well, the first thing that could happen out of this expansion is to open up the doors and partnerships between the South-South countries. Mm -hmm. Markets that were not readily available in the past, like Brazil. If you bring in Iran, if you bring in Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates and so forth, those in itself, Argentina, 
uh, some of the opportunities because many people have always looked up north mm-hmm. and up north has established systems mm. that at times are exclusionary. Mm. You can't be a small business and say, I want to go and do a startup somewhere mm. in the U.S. Yeah. or somewhere, uh, you know, in Japan. Mm. Those mm. systems have decades and decades but when you find a country that is post-isolation such as Iran, post-inflation country trying to reconstruct such as Argentina they are more likely going to accept Mm, mm. and therefore it creates space but there is another dimension which we do not often mention South Africa positioned itself as a gateway to Africa as well as a key player Mm in opening up doors for Africa. Mm. So you will find that uh, as Ethiopia and others are coming in, Mm. some of them pose civil strife. Mm. Opportunities which otherwise would not be there in the north are there. Mm. And the Continental Free Trade Agreement again, and many other role players in the continent, it has strengthened South Africa as a global voice in that sense. Yes, yes, and it has strengthened South Africa within the continent itself mm. because they would see that if we work well with South Africa, which is already in BRICS and has been there, has tried to open doors for us, mm. we could be candidates for either the funding by the uh, the, 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 the BRICS bank or mm-hmm. joining BRICS itself. So it has sort of strengthened South Africa's arm if we continue to play it well. In that sense. And it also opens up options for South Africa when they are bargaining with the West, mm-hmm. whether it's alcohol and other things. Mm. They know that South Africa has other options that are emerging. Yes. Rather than bargaining with a country which is isolated in a corner and has no other option. Mm. They know that if they evacuate, Uh, or leave a certain space, some countries are going to come in and occupy that space. And then, therefore, they will ask a country that is geopolitically positioned so strategically, Mm. do we want to leave it or do we want to stay closer and simply bargain and raise our concerns while still having a relationship? Well, I think that that was well said, uh, Prof. Thank you so much for making time to be with us here on the cycle right here on Vuka on Nandedio. I really appreciate your time and your contributions. Thank you so much. Well, that was the conversation that I had with Professor Soma Doda Sikeni. Before we go any further into the discussion, let's take a break. We'll be back right after this short break. Stay tuned. SA's lowest cost bank account is here. No monthly fees, no debit orders and free money transfers. Now you can do even more from your phone for free, like pay bills and buy airtime or data. And it works on any phone. Register via the ShopRite app or dial this number. Powered by ShopRite. Your inspirational radio. Vuga online. Welcome back into the conversation. We are still on the cycle with me, Mohala Mutale, right here on Vuga Online Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me remind you again how to get in touch with us, how to get hold of us, and how to interact with us on social media. You can do that on all our social media platforms. And we are at Vuga Online Radio on Facebook, on Twitter, as well as on Instagram. Before we took a break, 
I played you the conversation that I had with Professor Somato Dafikeni, and we were just talking about the, the expansion of BRICS and what it means for our country. He was um, helping us understand um, what this expansion will do for South Africa because we had a whole lot of things coming out of the summit. Um, we had, um, you know, um, reports from from the business community. We had reports from, uh, you know, uh, from, from the agricultural sector. We had reports from the mining sector. We had reports from different um, you know, uh, people who were part of that particular uh, summit um, sp speaking about how they are going to benefit out of this. So we were just trying to make it, you know, easier for, for everybody to understand. Because sometimes when you talk about the agriculture sector, we, we think about the big agricultural, uh, you know, companies that are operating in the country. When we talk about mining, we are thinking about the big mining companies. But I think sometimes we forget that there are small players who also will want to have, um, you know, their piece uh, on, on, on that big cake. They, they, they don't just want to be uh, spectators and just the, the, the ordinary attendees of these uh, big summits, but they're not benefiting anything out of this and of course uh, the professor saying that um, South Africa um, has positioned itself um, very well not only as the the gateway to Africa as we've been you know hearing a lot uh, with regard to how South Africa has positioned itself as the gateway to the African continent but he went on to to say that they have positioned themselves globally with all the great changes that are happening in the global system, but saying that there's a need for South Africa to manage to manage all these changes and how they have positioned themselves very well. They have to manage their relationship with, with the West, particularly taking into consideration the, the, the strained relationship the strained relationship between the U.S. and Iran. We know that uh, Iran has been isolated in the in the international trade by the U.S. and the relationship that we know that is almost non-existent between uh, you know the U.S. and Russia. And you can also talk about China. We know that at one point um, there was this great uh, you know trade war between the U.S. and China and, and and South Africa now being uh, with, with 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 these countries, they will have to manage their relationship with how um, I mean with the West and particularly um, making sure that they, they they don't get sanctions uh, as 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 the as the professor said that they will have to be um, very careful on how they manage this because if they don't manage it very well, they will be hit with uh, the sanctions. And the grey listing as well as the rating agencies will be on them. And, 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 and that will obviously uh, compromise South Africa. And I was thinking about how um, at one point in this country, um, we were getting uh, the, the, the rating agencies reports. I think it was on a monthly basis. 
um, and, and, and we will be worried. Um, this week will be Finch, and the next week will be uh, the Moody's, and, and after the Moody's will be the S&P. And, and, and we were just worried about where are we going as a country? And, and it looks like, I don't know whether they're still doing that, and maybe the media is not paying more attention to what they're doing, but at the time, it will always be um, on, the, on, on the front um, you know, page of a newspaper that Moody's will be uh, releasing a report on South Africa today, and everybody will be, you know, waiting to hear what Moody's will say about us. But we, we, we don't hear much of that um, now, and, and I don't know whether um, things have recovered to that state where we don't really need uh, all these rating agencies, you know, on our back every now and then or what, but we are still uh, grey listed at this point. But of course, we know that um, there's been a whole lot of um, improvements uh, from the Minister of Finance saying that they will be doing everything they can so that they can get out of that um, grey listing. So all this will obviously compromise the, the country. But we are talking about a, a blog here. This is a very influential blog. This is a, an, an influential blog of emerging markets emerging economies that are collaborating, working together in restructuring the global economic multilateralism. And here we are talking about a block that um, is made up of nations that they are accountable for 42%, if not more, 42% of the world's population and over 30% of the world's GDP. But with that 30% world GDP, these countries combined, they have less or almost no influence whatsoever in the World Bank and the IMF. And here we are talking about the world's biggest financial institutions. These are the world's biggest. Because all these countries that are members of the BRICS, they only have less than 15% of the voting rights in these two big uh, financial institutions. And that is why I, I was asking uh, Professor Somato Gafikeni as to whether the, national, uh, the, the new development bank, the new development bank of BRICS, is, 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 is it's a force that can be reckoned with. And of course... I was not trying to compare um, the, the, the New Development Bank to your IMF or the World Bank or, you know, all these big, um, you know, um, banks in the world or all these uh, financial institutions in the world. But I was just trying to say, do you see the New Development Bank being a bank that um, will actually, um, you know, help all these other countries that, they keep going to the World Bank, keep going to the IMF. You know, from going there, they can only know that we have the BRICS Bank, which we can we can work with. We know that these are the people who are going to uh, support our projects. Like we 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 have benefited in this country from the, the from the, the the new development bank. So big as they are contributing only 30% and, and, and having over 42% of the world's uh, population, they still don't have any influence 
at the IMF or even at the World Bank. So you can see that big as they are, they still don't have that influence. They still don't have that influence that, in my view, is necessary. It's necessary and very important for any country to have. Because you cannot, you know, play in this, uh, in this system if you don't have the power and the influence that is required for you to be able to, to play that important role in the global system. You have to have those powers. You have to have, you know, that influence. You have to have uh, that voice that everybody will be, uh, you know, taking into, into consideration. And there are reports, um, as I was reading in some way, there are reports that by 2032, 2032, we could see the BRICS block, the BRICS block, you know, surpassing the G7, the economies of the G7 countries combined. And here we are talking about countries that are the superpowers in the world. We are talking about, um, you know, the US, the, U the, the UK. We are talking about your, your, your Japan. We are talking about France. These are big countries. But so you can see that BRICS, with less or no influence whatsoever in the BRICS, I mean, in the, in the IMF and in the international financial system, they still are a force to reckon with because they are a threat to all these well-established economies. And these well-established economies, they will have to think again when they have to, you know, especially when they deal with Africa, especially when they deal with all these others that are aligned to BRICS. So BRICS is holding that power. BRICS is that voice. It might not have the influence um, up there, but surely you cannot ignore them. You definitely cannot ignore them. After this short break, I want us to talk about how will this then help us as a country? How will this expansion help us as a country? How will this expansion help ordinary people? And that is why I was asking Prof to say, how will this help, um, you know, Someone who is um, a startup, someone who is you know, just starting his or her own business, someone who want to go into into China, someone who wants to um, expand uh, his business or start doing business with other businesses outside of the country. How is this expansion going to help them? Not only your big companies that we know that they have been you know, everywhere. And this expansion for them, um, it means that they can do even much better. But we are talking about small businesses that are just, uh, you know, starting and they're looking for other markets. They think about the market that Ethiopia has and so like, you know what, we can go into that country being uh, the most populated country in, in the continent. You know, there are companies that They've been thinking about doing that, but they've never had that kind of a platform. Now it gives them that platform. How are they going to make use of that? We are going to have that conversation right after this short break. Stay tuned. Hi there, this is Samohanguna. Catch me every day just after 3 p.m. for Vogar Sports 
hour where we speak everything sports only on Voca Online Radio. See you there. Please see you there. You're listening to Vuga Online. Welcome back to The Cycle right here on Vuga Online Radio with me, Mukhale Mutale. Let me again uh, remind you how to get uh, in touch with us, how to get hold of us, how to be part of the conversation on all our programs, not only on The Cycle, but other programs that are available here on Vuga Online Radio. You can do that. You can hashtag us. You can mention us. You can like and follow us on all our social media platforms. And we are at Vuga Online Radio on Facebook. We are at Vuga Online Radio on Twitter as well as on Instagram. Let's continue with our conversation. Before we took a break, I was just um, you know taking you through um, some of the things that um, Professor Figeni has touched on. But after that, I took you through some of um, the, the highlights. Uh, coming out of the of the summit, as well as um, how powerful this brick block is, and of course um, some of the opportunities that it offers to 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 businesses in the country, and how will this um, you know help our country grow and our economy grow? I'm not sure about um, how. Uh, ordinary people will benefit out of this. And of course, this is a conversation that we always have. Every time when um, there's a big investment announced, especially with uh, the, the investment conference that we've been having for, I think, for about three, if not four years uh, now, because due to COVID, I think we did not have the investment conferences that uh, the president was uh, started having, I think, as ABS 2018, uh, I think we started in 2018, where uh, companies come and pledge billions and billions of rents in investment, and there are companies uh, from abroad that comes uh, to to invest in the country. And the question that we always ask ourselves is, how does it help ordinary people? How does that investment, uh, you know, help you know people who are probably don't even know? that a company has, uh, you know, invested so much in the country or the company has pledged to invest so much in the country. How do these those people uh, benefit out of this? How does that make their life different? You know, because as for big companies, we know that because they have, you know, uh, they've, they've established themselves, they've been in the game for a very long time, for them, they know who to talk to. They know how to tap into those um, investments, how to unlock certain opportunities. So for them, it's it's, it's just a matter of um, positioning themselves very well in making sure that they tap into this investment. But how about, or what about the people who don't know much? Or they hear this on the radio, they read about this on, on social media, but they don't have the information. They don't know how uh, do I benefit out of this? How do I, you know, uh, be part of this um, change that is happening? How do I benefit from the expansion of BRICS? And and, and this is what I'm, I, I think should be done, uh, first of all, before we can talk about uh, people going into Iran, exploring the markets in the UAE and Saudi Arabia and Argentina and, and Ethiopia and, 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 and take advantage of the, 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 the opportunities that BRICS 
the expansion of BRICS um, has offered to uh, this country. But before we, we go into that, maybe it's to, to, to suggest that perhaps there has to be, you know, this this thing that they normally do, what, what do they call it? Um, these roadshows. Yeah, there, there should be roadshows in Pulukwane, roadshows in Appington, across the country, you know, in Pumalanga to say, these are the opportunities that BRICS expansion offers to small businesses, to medium um, businesses, businesses that have, you know, established themselves and this is their turnover. And even the businesses that are still small, you know, they are still, you know, growing. But there's a potential in these businesses. How do they get the information? Going into those, um, you know, um, this provincial uh, information sharing, um, what they call uh, roadshows, whereby people will be able to get all this information and, and, and begin to explore the opportunities. Because there are people who, I can tell you now, they actually, apart from the oil that we get in, 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 in the Middle East, and, but, but they don't know what else can we get out of there. Not yes, they are you know known for that, but there are others. People think about Ethiopia and the coffee that comes out of that, but there are other opportunities in in Ethiopia, Egypt as well, Argentina as well. So there are opportunities that can be explored in these new members of the BRICS block. But how do we make sure that people know about these opportunities? How do we make sure that people get to you know, be informed as to how do I tap into these opportunities? Because we always hear of people who feel left out, people who feel that uh, nobody uh, took them serious. Nobody thought that they can actually um, benefit out of this. Or they were all only those who were politically connected and they left everybody else out. And the only ones who benefited are those who are next to or closer to power. We need to deal with that because it cannot be that um, whenever there are billions and billions and billions of dollars that are coming into the country in the form of investments and there are opportunities that uh, the new development bank of BRICS is offering to BRICS members and all these BRICS member states are offering opportunities into 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 this into this um, into these member states and and people don't tap into those. There need to be, you know, uh, those information sessions to small businesses, you know, uh, to the startups to say these are the opportunities and this is how you get to benefit out of this because for for, for well established businesses in the agricultural sector in the mining sector in the tourism sector and, and other sectors. Those are the ones who, you know, have all the information. They, they know uh, the Dutch generals. They know everybody, the directors of um, big, these big companies and, and their boards. They know who to talk to and these things are just a phone call away. But what about those who do not have the connection, who do not have the network that these big companies um, have? Patrice Mzipa, I think, is heading the, 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 the South Africa Business Chamber, I mean, Business Chapter 
of the BRICS block. They need to do something in making sure that every business get a piece of this cake. But how do you do that? By going out there and making this information available to them so that they can take up the opportunities that comes with it. It cannot only be, you know, your standard bank, your Anglo-American and, and, and on all these other big guys who are benefiting out of this expansion. It has to be everybody else. It has to be everybody who is going to benefit out of this. It cannot only be for big businesses. It cannot only be for, you know, those ones who uh, knows uh, those who are closer to power. It cannot just be about that. But it has to be about everybody benefiting out of this. Because we are members of BRICS. It can't just be that we are member of members of BRICS and it doesn't show like others who are benefiting out of this. Even those small businesses, even those young people, innovative young people have to know about these opportunities and what is on the offer and what they can do. Because we have young people who have got the skills that are necessary for this economy that we live in, in this day and age. And these are the young people who are ready, who are ready for opportunities that this expansion will avail. And they are ready to tap into those opportunities. They just need to be taken along in the, in the process to say, this is where you can go. This is how you can get into this. And this is how you can benefit out of this. We are going to close this room right after this short break. Stay tuned. If this 1970s elevator music is causing you to bob your head and tap your foot, you may be experiencing symptoms of extreme boredom. Try new, fast-acting Subaru Impreza in hatch or sedan, formulated with symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive and Apple CarPlay for maximum fun and effective relief from yawning. Cure boredom fast with new Impreza. Talk to your Subaru dealer to see if Impreza is right for you. This sporty compact may cause prolonged smiling. Available Harman Card and premium audio system greatly increases the chances of new playlists. More music, more inspiration. Vuga Online. Welcome back to The Cycle right here on Vuga Online Radio with me, Mukhala Motale. For those who maybe have just joined us, for those who have just joined us, um, let me remind you again uh, how to get in touch with us, how to follow us, how to like us on our social media platforms. You can do that. It's very easy. Very easy, easy peasy. You just go into Facebook and look for Vuga Online Radio and you'll find us there. You can start following us. You can comment on some of the stories that we post there. Or you can go to Twitter and look for at Vuga Online Radio. You'll find us. You can start the conversation with us there. On Instagram, we are there as well. There are a lot of programs here on, on Vuga Online Radio. So for those who may have just joined us, we have been talking about the expansion of BRICS and what it means for us as a country. We had Professor Somato Dafiken who was helping us to unpack uh, what this expansion means, what this expansion will do for us, and how we need to start managing our relationship with the West more, especially now that we have, um, you know, your Iran, your Russia. And we know how the relationship and Russia is currently we know the relationship between iran and the u.s is currently the relationship between uh, the u.s and china so we being the members of the BRICS block with all these countries that are at loggerheads with the u.s and we have 
uh, a great ally in the U.S. We need to manage that relationship very well. You know, not so long ago, there were those, um, uh, what I would call diplomatic nightmares, <laughs> because there were just a whole lot of misinformation. At one point, uh, we were told that the Lady R, you know, the, the whole Lady R saga, and later uh, it was revealed that um, the, 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 the ambassador released a statement without uh, further consultation. And, you know, there was just, a, you know, a nightmare. So you don't need that. And at one point we were told that uh, we would be taken out of Agoa and it was just a nightmare. And all of this is how we relate with, with Russia and our stance with regards to the conflict that is happening in, 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 in Ukraine. So we will have to manage our relationship with the West very well so that we don't find ourselves with the sanctions and the grey listing and all these guys who are the rating agencies will be on us. And we spoke about how powerful this block is, how powerful the block is, and we also spoke about how will this benefit the small businesses. And not that I don't really care much about the big businesses, but I think those are well-established they know the market and they know how to get into new markets. But we are talking about small businesses that um, they're still in South Africa and they're looking forward to expand into other um, you know, member states of the BRICS block. So those are some of the things that we've been talking about. And of course, if we had more time, we will go deeper into other aspects of this expansion but unfortunately this is where we are going to leave it for the cycle today until we meet again next time goodbye the roads have emptied only us left kids sleeping in back cat's eyes shine bright white lines roll by the rhythm of the street lights radio hums quietly rain starts hypnotic wipers pulling hot latte and apple pie He's back into the darkness. Over 600 McDonald's open 24 hours. We are awake. You're listening to Vuga Online.